silver screen project. Welcome to the Silver Screen Project, where we look back at a series of films in anticipation of an exciting new cinema release. In preparation for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, we went back to 1981 to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ooh. Is this the furthest back we've gone for the Silver Screen Project? It I might be. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Top yeah. Gun was like 85, wasn't it? Oh, just about then. So, yeah. yeah so... Raiders of the Lost Ark, a classic. What did what did you think of this? Oh, that's pretty much what I was going to say. It's a classic uh, adventuring romp. I feel like you can see a lot of the the tropes for things like the mummy and stuff like that that come, you know, 10, yeah. 15 years after. But yeah, it was, it was a really fun time watching this back. Yeah, how did you find it? Yeah, I mean, it's great. I think I probably... I- probably watch it on an almost yearly basis i think since i was about five years old this has been like in my top five favorite films of all time yeah yeah to be fair yeah i haven't seen it as much as that but like there are bits where i'm like yeah i know this pretty much beat for beat yeah it's like i was i was kind of doing stuff on my laptop and only half watching it because i was like i've seen this so many times like it is it's just it's a phenomenally good film yeah i feel like there's so many like set pieces and just little sequences that have just been like reused and kind of almost parodied or referenced and stuff yeah like especially the opening sequence which is just like iconic like all of that is very kind of like oh yeah i've seen this in other things yeah Yeah. and like we don't usually go to the background of films but when you Mm. look at this it's like starring harrison ford music by john williams directed steven spielberg written by Lawrence kazdan story by george lucas Mm -hmm. it's like for an early 80s film, that's about as good as it gets. It is. It's like a winning combination, isn't it? Yeah. And you can see why we're still covering stuff like this and why this is yeah. still releasing stuff now. Yeah. I remember seeing a YouTube video a while ago that somebody had um, was talking through like notes mm. made between Steven Spielberg, Lawrence Kasdan okay. and George Lucas when they came up for the concept of this. Mm. And it's like George Lucas talking about like an American James Bond yeah, kind of yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's amazing how, like, George Lucas has got, like, all these great ideas. Lawrence Kasdan, like, <laughs> knows how to put that into, like, a story. A filter for him, And then yeah. Spielberg can, like, direct that. Because yeah, yeah. I think, um, straight away, I think one of the great opening scenes mm. of it is you kind of in the forest and mm. you kind of, you see this person, but there's stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, you're introduced to other characters almost first, yeah. aren't you, really? And then yeah. between, like, the silhouette and the use of the whip, like, you learn yeah. everything about this character before you even see his face. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievably exactly, well directed. Exactly what I've noted as well. There's some great little introductions to this. Even the same kind of introduction with the silhouette when he meets Marianne. Marianne? Marianne? Marianne. Marianne later with the bit in Tibet where his silhouette comes in. It's yeah. all very kind of, it's, it's, it's that kind of pulpy film serial kind of vibe isn't it but kind of brought into the modern day yeah. of the early 80s and i think i think a lot of the talk of it because it's it's set in the 30s mm. they wanted it to kind of be like that nostalgic yeah, yeah. 30s serial stuff and you can you can really see it mm. and yeah the opening scene as well we're not going to go through beat by no, beat no, no. but <laughs> that opening bit with yeah. the classic like boulder run and, yeah, and yeah. the traps is one of the most iconic That's scenes exactly of all time yeah like it's just even, fantastic stuff really yeah it? like setting off all the traps with like the light and yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the bag of sand that he's picked up before to balance the thing yeah the whip and the hat grabbed from under the things like yeah. these every part of this scene has been parodied a That's thousand exactly times yeah one of the ones that comes to mind is the simpsons there's that opening with bart getting the change or whatever it is yeah from Homer and Homer bowler and down yeah, the stairs yeah, it's just it's so good and like we get some great stuff in that we get alfred molina in that who 
is in the opening credits, but he's <laughs> only in that one scene. Yeah, he's also quite... playing like a Hispanic guy, which is uh, you know, yeah, yeah. A, a a local. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not the most egregious case of that in this film, is it? Really? With, no, uh... <laughs> no, it was John Reese Davis yeah, playing Davis. playing the Egyptian man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he might be back for the new one. I've heard that would be great. I, I don't know if that's true, but yeah, I I really like him in this. Like, he is. That's the thing. It's he's not. It's not for me as a white man. It's not overly offensive, but like it's a little bit um, problematic. I think it's yeah. It's it it's it's one of those like particularly in the early eighties, you just cast a white person for for every role. Yeah, yeah. Particularly a white man who perhaps have some features that you could easily be a different race. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what they were. It's thinking like like there, the whole but... Ben Kingsley plays everyone that's not white. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, yeah, he's great. There's bunch of fun side characters. Marion is really mm. fun of this. Far better than some of the yes, later love ones, interests yeah, in, yeah. in other films. Probably you, the best one, to be honest. I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's a reason she's the one that came back for the, for the fourth mm. one. Uh, Belloc, the French like, villain. Yeah, like, I don't remember fun. him being as fun as he is. I, I always remember him kind of falling into the background. But I think, yeah, he's a, he's a good presence he's throughout good this. Fun. Yeah. And then you've got like the bald Nazi scientist guy who's just mm. like a proper creep yeah and it's like he's great there's some great moments with him the, the like torture ss guy right you're talking about, yeah, yeah 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 um there's great moments with him there's the bit where he is in the pool and he gets the thing burnt into his hand that yeah. whole sequence is really fun it's just kind of chaotic action and it's very brutal very violent from that point yeah. onwards it got him <laughs> there's so much killing in this like <laughs> there is like indiana jones there's parts where like he's just smiling as he's killing people <laughs> like in that truck chase he just runs guys off the road and he's just like grinning by <laughs> yeah it's like he just fucking loves murdering there's people, there's guy. some great like action in this like you mm. kind of it is like an adventure film but and like yeah. oh he's going to get the lost start but you forget how great the action is as well like like that car yeah. chase it's is just brilliant. Extend- well, even from so the one of my favorite bits, without jumping around too much, the air the airport scene where he's like fighting the guy, the big guy, gets and the hit big by- guy, yeah. and all that, and then that leads pretty much straight into the chase scene. There's a little in between bit, yeah. But it, and then that kind of keeps going right almost until the end. And the pacing of this film is really interesting because there's only about 15 minutes left when they get when he gets on the sub, and you're like, how much more is going to go in this film? And they squeeze so much in. Yeah, it's, it's almost it, like from about halfway on, it's just like it's all go. It's one of those as well because like this is straight after an era of where films are fairly slow. I mean, mm. George Lucas four years before this did yeah. Star Wars: A New Hope, which I love, but it's a slow burn yeah, the yeah, first yeah, half so. of it. Whereas this is, it kind of just goes at it. It really does, yeah. It. Yeah, the it, only real break really is after the initial scene when you kind of get all the pieces in motion when he's at the university and he's packing. Yeah. And then it's almost up until somewhere, you know, half an hour or so later. And then it's just full pelt. To yeah. The end, isn't it? yeah. Even that university scene I really enjoy as well because mm. you learn again so much about the character. Yeah. Like he's he's this action adventure guy, yeah. but like he's also like this lecturer that's just like obsessed with like yeah. the mythology and and all that. And I think the mythology mixed with the realism in these films is yeah. so fun as well. It's, and it's like Yeah, you get this great insight where we don't know until the basically the end that it is real. You know, there is there is this kind of extra supernatural element to it. Yeah. But he even says to Marcus, he's like, you know, I don't believe in all that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, but maybe there is. It's like there's a thread yeah. there that goes through. There's and, there's it's yeah. kind of always touching on the edge in these films of mm. 
actual sci-fi. Yeah, I mean the the, the final scene is just like full blown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw I saw a uh, an interesting video talking about particularly that scene and how talking about how this film was quite personal to Spielberg in a way because mm. it's as much about like Jewish revenge on the yeah, Nazis yeah, yeah, yeah. as it is about like Indiana Jones. The whole thing that the Nazis are that characteristic like proper evil mm. like the kind of silly evil villains that are like stupid and yeah. dumb but like are just evil they're so focused and like almost full of themselves that they'll yeah. just keep going because even that whole part is it that there's um when they're going to open the arc they almost send it straight to hitler but they're like no we need to make sure to yeah. make sure that we don't fail and like it's and that the, whole thing. They killed themselves because and of it's, that. The whole plot essentially is them basically trying to take a Jewish artifact and yeah. use it to their, like w- to their means. power kind of thing. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is very Nazi. And in the end, it's this Jewish mm. artifact that kills the Nazis. Exactly, and it's like, yeah. this, it's great that that, that happens. <laughs> um, there's just, there's so much to talk about with this. I, I was going to mention earlier, we kind of jumped around quite a lot with the, um, with the SS guy, the main Nazi guy. One of my favorite scenes, which just kind of goes into something else I was going to talk about, um, is when he is about to torture Marion and he's getting out the instrument and he's putting it together. Yeah. It turns out it's a coat rack. And it's just, it's one of so many funny moments throughout this film. There's, there's so much like, little gags or physical comedy some of which is like a little bit silly like but like the part where she spins the mirror around it just bashes him in the head <laughs> it just like i was like yeah. i don't remember that bit like it's so it's, but they they balance this kind of slapstick stuff with the very serious it's easy murder to overlook the humor in this because mm. like yeah like you said it is it is still funny and like, there's like the ongoing joke, the fact that Indy hates snakes, and yeah, then obviously yeah. they end up in a big snake yeah, pit, yeah. and it's like classic. Um, other bits that that I loved, there's the the iconic bit with the guy with the sword, he's waving yes. it around. Yeah, no, the very funny Indy bit, shoots him. which is like, there's the whole story. We had yeah, food poisoning or something. I think or? he was hungover, or maybe yeah, food poisoning. <laughs> meant to choreograph the whole scene yeah. he couldn't be bothered and he's like how about I just shoot him instead yeah. <laughs> it works it works great yeah. uh, the, another kind of slapstick scene is when Marion's in like the wicker basket and running mm. around and Indy's running around knocking them all over trying to find her it's such a good sequence and it the the part where there's, there's some great shots some great cinematography in this when he runs out and there's the close-up of his face and he has the realisation and it pans out to all the baskets there. Yeah. It's just, there's just some solid filmmaking in these it's, films. It honestly. really is like Spielberg at his best. Some of the shots you have mm. and it's just like kind of the way the camera moves mm. and sometimes it, you see it a lot in that university scene where it's kind of focused on something and people are talking off mm. camera but it's like the camera's on yes. Indiana Jones yeah, yeah. and it moves with him to join in the conversation because like you're hearing it but your focus yeah. is on him because yeah, it's, very it's about kind him of intentionally shot craftsman style filmmaking <laughs> which you don't often see now unfortunately even like some of the stuff which is i don't know if it was blue screen at the time or if it was literally i think it's the actual uh cut out compositing they use some of the stuff where they're doing the digging and there's like the lightning in the background yeah. is this very kind of old school looking stuff to us now but very effective visual effects it's just, yeah and yeah, another shot when they're stuff. digging when they're kind of on the hill and again it's just silhouettes yeah, yeah exactly yeah. great use of yeah. silhouettes and, and shadows mm. in this um another thing i was going to say one scene that i think is great is uh which again tells you more about the character 
is that kind of final standoff at the end where he's got the rocket launcher pointing yeah. at the Nazis and Belloc and the Lost Ark. And it, it big Belloc's kind of right out of the film is like, we're more similar than, than you like to think. It's like, you don't want to destroy this. Like you're, you're an archaeologist at heart. Like you're not just going to destroy the Lost Ark for yeah. no reason. And it's that curiosity. It's like, you need to see what's in this as much as I do. And it's like, yeah. and if he's playing And he kind of relents. It's like, damn, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, I also noticed kind of moving into the, back to the humor side of it that we were talking about. There's, there's so many moments in this where people that aren't indie get just absolutely shit scared of stuff. Like there's, <laughs> there's the guy that gets like scared of the statue right at the start. Like he cuts away, he's cutting the thing and there's just a big stone head and he just absolutely freaks out. <laughs> yeah. And there's Alfred Molina when the spikes come out and he's just like fucking scared of that. <laughs> and there's Jonathan Reese davis also gets scared of a, a statue as well. Yeah. And there's the bits like with the bodies falling on Marion as well. Yeah. There's just so many bits where people are just like fucking scared absolutely. out of their fucking ass. Yeah. It's just very funny. I guess as well that that adds to you know Indy being the hero because he mm. gets scared yes. of the snakes and but it's almost like different stuff, isn't it? Yeah. But it's that thing as well. Like we've spoken before about there's different types of action heroes and there's the the ones that are like um, like a Terminator style one or lots of characters that Arnie played you know in the years yeah. after this and then there's Indiana Jones. Um, Bruce Willis, what's he called? John McClane. John McClane. And yeah. even recently, John Wick, who are the ones that they get the job done, but they're getting beaten up the whole time. Even yeah. Mando, we're talking about Mandalorian. Yeah. That sequence in that finale episode where he's getting beaten up, but he's making it through. The more like relatable hero. He's just like one of the archetypes of that. And I feel like, yeah, the, even the snake thing is just like, he does know what he's doing, but he's got this like irrational fear as yeah. well. And it, yeah, it makes him more relatable, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just, it's good fun, like, throughout. Mm. Like, there's, there wasn't a point in this film where I was yeah. kind of like lagged or. No, no. It's just no. like great scene after great scene after great scene. Um, there is some mm. silly bits in it, which I'm not going to say they're negative. It's just like, that's mm. kind of silly. There's always been the discussion of like, oh, if Indiana Jones wasn't in this, it would yeah, change the yeah. plot, which isn't entirely accurate because, you know, he found where to dig and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. various things. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess the point is in that, I know you're going to make go on to that, but <laughs> I guess the point in that sense is that if he hadn't found it, then they still wouldn't have got it anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, it's, and they would have, if he wasn't there, they would have died on that island and then, yeah. The Nazis might have gone and got it anyway. (laughs) And they would have been like, what's in here? And then everyone would have just been piles of... Yeah, I often see people like pointing that as like a Mm. criticism. It's like, it doesn't need to be a criticism. Like, it's not a story of, oh, like defeating the Nazis. It's a story of of following this action adventure for for the fun of it. It still happens. He still went on the adventure. It's not like he stood there and did nothing the whole time. There's lots of films where... It's not necessarily the actions of the hero that change the course exactly. of history. They still, yeah. yeah. Um, there was one bit that I, I noticed this time though that I was like, "That is kind of dumb." Mm. Is when he uh, breaks into like the map room and he's yeah, got the yeah, he's yeah. got the star. That bit, it's very good. It's it's great bit and the shot where the sun lines <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. but it's like 
the it goes through and points at a building yeah. and it just so happens to be like the big building in the middle yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like that's the first place i'd look yeah, yeah. and then and then he's, also if you look at where the 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 window is behind you and you kind of make some very vague calculations there's only a limited space where it could yeah. be right? so. and then he like snaps the staff and leaves it there and it's like you could put that back together. Yeah. <laughs> Should have snapped it and like eaten half of it so they didn't know how much it was. Because like, even if it's like a millimeter off, it'd be like, oh, it's next to that big but building it, in the it, middle. Like, it's another bit that's just so clever. And they're, they're throughout all these films where, what is it that they because they only had the imprint of one side from the guy's hand, they didn't yeah. have to take one away for God or whatever. And it's like, yeah, oh, that's just good stuff. So they were like uh, an inch off or whatever on the height yeah. or something like that. It's just. It is- funny that scene when they find out oh, they're talking to that guy who's just a bit silly yeah. he's just like oh and it's like we're literally trying to find like the Ark of the Covenant and you're just like oh yay and then also a wacky character and it's, it's got that great bit in that scene as well where Indy throws yes, the date the bad the, dates yes yeah, and Johnny yeah. Stavis grabs it bad dates the monkey's just dead like, that monkey's a fun, fun character in this yeah it's, a, it's an interesting yeah yeah there's just there's just so much good stuff in this, to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did you have any other negative? Because my negatives were pretty much the the two uh, brown facing characters. Really. <laughs> so yeah, there's plot bits here and there, but I think generally speaking, it it really stands up as a film, and it's it's better than a lot of the stuff we talk about. Here, <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those. It's like it's hard to like really give a review to because it's like. Mm this is just a really good film that like yeah. everybody knows everybody loves and it's like yeah I just fucking love this and film. I think it's because it's influenced so much stuff just generally movies TV shows you know pop culture yeah. it's kind of hard to you know have too much of a negative opinion about it I mean people out there probably love lots of action adventure and hate this but personally I don't so I'm kind of yeah. I find it fairly I hard do, to... I do remember on the other side I think on PS2 I had the Indiana Jones game mm. which was just like a rip off of Tomb Raider yeah <laughs> it was, like was Tomb it Raider... a different story because there was a yeah. couple yeah I think I played a demo of that but like one. it was yeah. Tomb Raider but worse it was like yeah. it's funny that like <laughs> like a lot of yeah. Lara Croft stuff is taken from Indiana Jones and it's reversed and it's it's a it wasn't a great game I don't know if they've ever made a a good game because I know there was um I think it was when PS3 was announced or something they were like here's this new physics system we're going to use it for a Indiana Jones game and that and I don't know if it ever went anywhere or if it just kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah, I can't remember talk about that, but I feel like, like there's one that's coming out soon. Like oh, not soon, be good. but Indiana Jones game. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to make one. I mean, they're making a film, so you might as well jump on that. Yeah, it looks like uh, there is one coming up. There's articles from the last couple of weeks. So yeah, interesting. I mean, we won't be able to cover it from this unless it comes out prior <laughs> to the new film, but I think we probably know about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've got a couple of bits of trivia. Okay, cool. um, I've one, got one bit, actually. Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing just that I didn't pick up mm. from the looking up trivia is obviously we hear the Wilhelm scream yes, at one point. Do, and yeah, I was yeah. like, yep. Classic. Uh, a couple of bits I've got is Harrison Ford out- actually outrun the boulder in the opening sequence. He oh, actually nice. had to do that. Because the scene was shot twice from five different angles, he had to outrun it ten times. <laughs> Harrison Ford's stumble in the scene was deemed to look authentic and left in. Okay. <laughs> so he wasn't meant to trip over, yeah. though. Like, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> 
Um, and the other one I've got is the film was originally given an R rating because of the exploding head at the end yeah. and, and the melting faces. It's a gnarly scene, isn't it? Particularly, it's, it's really cool. yeah, the glasses Nazis guy. Yeah, when his yeah. face melts, it is... It's really cool. I've seen oh. some... Um, there's some breakdowns of that on the VFX Artist Reacts Corridor crew channel or whatever, and they go into loads of detail. That, and there's a scene in Holy Grail, which we'll talk about as well. Um, Last Crusade. <laughs> Holy Grail. <laughs> I mean, it could be called that. Yeah, could've, it could have There's been. a scene towards the end of that, which is, um, yeah, VFX heavy, we'll talk about when we get to Yeah, it. but yeah, they had a, a guy's head exploding. They didn't want it to be R-rated, so they added layers of fire in front mm. of his face to make it look less graphic. It is, it is, it's such a cool scene, because like, you kind of know something's happening, but you don't know exactly. And then the chain lightning goes around. They all start fucking exploding. Then the fire comes out. The fire yeah. takes the lid up in the air. <laughs> it's just so like, it's just so much going it's, on. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. It's like in, in a lesser film, you probably would have been like, well, that's silly. But because the film has been so great up to that point and you're so on board with it, you're just like, yeah, this is wild. I love it. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I the bit I had I don't yeah. actually have a source for it anywhere but I listened to a podcast <laughs> a while ago and they were talking about the scene with the student where she's got the love you written on her eyes oh, yeah. and I don't know who it came from and what what how early in the draft it was but at one point they were going to have him sleep with his students and him be like a bit more of a player and yeah. they decided to take it out because they were like the idea is that he as you said is so focused on like the subject and the the knowledge side of it rather than being a bit of a kind of creep in it. Yeah, I mean... They there do... is obviously the side with Marion that's yeah. kind of... Yeah, like she talks about how young she was when like he left her and it's like, how <laughs> young was she? I think people have kind of speculated she was about 15 and I think he was about 21 or 25. So yeah. it's like, it is bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I don't know how many people were doing that in the 1920s. Maybe yeah. it was quite common. It's it's not excusable, of course. It's and the way he's like, he's like, you knew what you were doing. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know if that 15-year-old girl did know what she was yeah. doing. Yeah, come on, Indy. Uh, <laughs> they were actually, they were... Also, like, it's his friend's daughter. Yeah, well, is it Abner Raven? Abner, Gla- Abner Ravenwood? Ravenwood, Ravenwood, yeah. yeah. They were planning at one point and doing a prequel series about his adventures. And I think that was going to be a Disney Plus series up until the last like year or so. Right. So that's like a cancel because there was the there. the young Indiana Jones series in the nineties, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Which I forgot about that. We're gonna have to do all <laughs> them as well. <laughs> I think it's on Apple TV. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. But I've I've never watched it. No, I've heard interesting things. I think I think it's pretty good from what I've heard. He, it's River Phoenix, isn't it? I think. Oh he, no, that's just. Oh. I think he's in some of it, but he's not the main right because it's younger, member. younger Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah, because he it, it, it's like a semi-educational TV show. And I think a lot of it is like he meets famous figures from like the early ni- uh, early 1900s. Yeah. So like, I think like, I don't know who particularly, but he meets particular figures and he's kind of like going on little adventures and stuff like that. But people seem to like it, but I, I've never seen any of it. And the only thing I can think of is the, the opening scene of the... The third film. <laughs> yeah, Indiana Jones, played by River Phoenix, is The Last Crusade. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not so the... I imagine they didn't get him for the TV series. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so the only thing yeah. really left to ask um, is, did Raiders of the Lost Ark get you more or less hyped for Indiana Jones and The Dial of Destiny? 
Projess or Progeno? Yeah, Progess. I mean, it's an easy yeah. Progess, yeah, isn't easy. it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, if this doesn't, then, you know, what can, you know, it's pretty... If, if this doesn't get us hyped, then there's no point us watching the other three. I mean, I'm the, pretty the sure, film. like, I'm going to watch them all, but I'm pretty sure I know exactly where my Progesses and Progenos are going to go for these. I think I'm probably going to be Progess across the board, to be honest. You reckon? <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I'll see, yeah. I, I'm, I'm we'll a, see when, when we watch Kingdom of the I'm Crystal Skull. I'm especially excited to watch that one because I've seen it probably twice. Once in the cinema, once about two, three years ago. Yeah, I think And maybe bits on TV. So I, I'm excited to go back because I reckon there's more to it than people gave it credit for. Yeah. And that's not a hot take at all because it's probably got prequel fever now where people have kind of yeah, come around. Yeah, I remember, we'll get to it when we get to it, but yeah, I remember yeah. a lot of people didn't like it because it's like aliens and stuff. And I was like, this series yeah. has been well, wild I mean, since the start. Literally, we just talked about <laughs> lightning and fire literally from... From the Ark of the if, Covenant. If not like, from God or heaven, from some sort of mystical yeah, mumbo jumbo like, with in a box yeah, but we'll, we'll get to that in, yeah. in a few weeks <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that is Raiders of the Lost Dark hopefully you enjoyed it I know I did yeah. let us know what you thought and we'll be doing Temple of Dune next time yeah we will and if you want to check out more stuff like this we've got the Project Project on the same podcast channel here uh, is it called Channel Speed? channel Either. account yeah and we've got all sorts of stuff on there we have just done an episode on the hummingbird projects we have which was very good so uh you'll find out about that and find out what we thought because we haven't actually recorded it yet <laughs> <laughs> okay bye bye project project, project.